Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bonsai Popcast. This is episode two. It is 5.08 p.m. on the East Coast on August 5th, 2020. I am your host, Mike Pixley. And I am your other host, Tyler Barron. That's Tyler right there, and welcome to the uh, second episode. Dude, first episode did pretty good. I was, yeah. I was really excited about that. Yeah, it, it was really cool to see, uh, I don't remember what the site was, but to see us on trending for animation and film, I think it was. Uh, uh, it was animation and manga. Animation and manga, that's even better. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was surprising to say the least and yeah it's crazy like yeah like so it was it was pod pod something i've i've heard of the website before um but yeah we were number eight on that and then on itunes we were at number 22 and we haven't even done an announcement on the actual youtube channel and for whatever reason the uh community post that i put out on youtube flopped uh like it's because you um you put the video in it right yeah, that's but, why. But it's weird. Like, why would it? It's every a link time, to dude. YouTube's own site. Every like, single time we have done a community post where we link in the community post to a video, that community post gets like twenty likes versus yeah. a thousand. Yeah, it's 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 super duper fucking strange. YouTube, it makes no sense. Uh, YouTube's really dumb. Yep. Um and you just it's like it's like. Gosh, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an actor. You know, I mean, I wanted to be a lot of things, but I really wanted to be an actor. I used to be in school plays, like all sorts of stuff. I wanted to be an astronaut. Dude. (laughs) And I realized I can't do math. (laughs) That's funny. I actually just put in the script about uh, growing up and realizing you're not going to be an astronaut. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so that's funny. I I know the part that you're putting that in. I can imagine Mm -hmm. where that's going. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it is, it is Wednesday. So we're working, we're like midway through our week right now. So usually Wednesday is when I get my voiceover done for our videos. Um, but the script is really fucking long. So we're, we're still working on the script. I'll get the voiceover done tonight after the podcast, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good script. I think this video is going to do well. Um, I'm excited about it. Me too. Like it, it's definitely a return to form, which I think is, being helped by the fact that Tyler read it, uh, read it. Yeah. Tyler read it. You know, I read it. it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I definitely I, needed a break from writing. So yeah, I, I, I was definitely feeling that too, that like you, you had been taking on the majority of writing recently, which, you know, yeah. is fine. That happens. Uh, but it's very, very good for us to switch it up. We do really well bolster, bolstering each other's, uh, weaknesses and scripts. Yeah, for sure. No, it's fucking. Of course. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you remember Lou. Lou is the guy who oh, yeah. got me on Dodgers podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Lou. Yeah, he just fucking tweeted at us, and he's like, "Are you guys on Spotify?" It's <laughs> like, of course we're not on fuck the one the one podcast place that we're not on Spotify. Fucking, we're working on it, like, Lou. We're trying. Okay. Yeah. Put we're, in a good word get, for us. We'll get there, Lou. Um, but lose a good guy. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to the manga pod before, it's a podcast that Dodger does with, uh, Lou and other people and guests. Uh, and I was on it, uh, last year when we did Dr. Stone and I haven't been invited back and I don't know if it's because (laughs) I talked about boobies too much, but (laughs) it could be, it could be, man. (laughs) I guess know your audience. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so Tyler, yeah. How has your anime week been, Tyler? Thank you for waking me 
what anime week, dude. I mean, my anime week basically starts on Wednesdays right now. I think anybody who's been, you know, keeping up with the newest season knows that there just isn't a ton that's interesting to watch. So I, I like, kind of wait for ReZero to come around on Wednesday. That's true. Yeah, And and today's uh, Wednesday, and I've been up since 5 working on the script, so I, I haven't had a chance to watch the episode yet. Oh shit! Yeah, the uh, season five or season two has been interesting so far. So, um, ReZero for those of you who might not know what the anime is, it is one of our favorites uh, by far. Oh, easily, uh, the, yeah. Like it's the way that I always describe it is it's kind of like it's very Dark Souls esque in its uh, the way that it's the way that it's put out right so it's it the atmosphere and everything isn't very dark soulsy uh other than the fact that it's fantasy but it's high fantasy instead of dark fantasy mm-hmm. uh but the way that it's like dark souls is that the main character subaru after he gets isekai into uh this new world he has to achieve certain goals and these goals are generally very dangerous and when he dies, which he does a lot, a he's lot. sent back to this certain save point. And the save points are ambiguous. He doesn't know when he's going to hit one. Uh, he doesn't know, like... What, he doesn't know what, what events are going to push him over into a new save point. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So these save points kind of become like a bonfire. Obviously, he's not powered up by them. In fact, sometimes he just fucking loses his mind. Yep. But... uh it, it it's funny too because like you know there's a couple episodes where he almost hollows you know for lack oh, of yeah there's especially one point in the where first he does. season in the first yeah. season he he literally does he um, like totally loses his gourd for like a, a at least almost a whole episode mm-hmm. yeah and uh, it's basically only that he dies again that he can that he comes back from it you know yeah like I think it was the shock of that death that yeah like brought that was him a, back to his senses that was a rough death i remember that one very vividly (laughs) yeah dude oh god that show is so so good like it it is so good it's got everything going for it main character is very likable very flawed um very funny too like he he has you know he goes into the world with this whole notion like he knows what an isekai is you know so he's like oh i'm gonna have these powers i'm gonna get the girl it's gonna be great and none of that happens you know, yeah, he, his starting <laughs> gear is is a cell phone and some instant ramen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 really it's good. Um, but season two, like so so I've read the light novel up to where the translation uh, is at this point, right? Right. There's there's fans tra- fan translators out there, so shout out to those guys. Um, the witch cult uh, translators are amazing. Translation chicken was like on the ball with that shit for a long time. And it's like, I mean, their work is astounding actually. Uh, now that season two is coming out, Mm -hmm. they did a really good job, like better than I thought they were doing. And the fact that they were able to translate Garfield's complete and utter bullshit way of speaking is, is (laughs) fascinating. That's Um, great. But season, Season two has started very different than season one did. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the first episode was tragic. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I was so hyped. I was so hyped for everybody to find out. Like, oh, it was so sad. It, <laughs> it was, was so, right around the bend. It was so upsetting, man. I don't want to. I don't know yeah, if we should be spoiler. giving spoilers or anything, no. but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, 
it's heart wrenching, and it's gonna be like that for a long <laughs> no time. No. Just, uh, just strap in. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Anyways, man. I'm ready so, for my heart um, to be broken over and like over. I, I, for the refer- for the record, I still don't know how that shit is resolved. Oh wow. So, yeah. Um, but Ooh. yeah, this this season is gonna be very interesting i don't know if they're gonna do uh section uh, four and five if they do i like they're gonna have to cut some serious fucking corners um because like the the fourth arc is like 200 chapters long or something like that i mean they, they are steamrolling through them pretty quickly but uh yeah it's 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 nuts but super has only died that one time so far. So there's been like three or four episodes of kind of a lot of like setup and exposition that didn't happen in the first season. So I'm hoping that people are still enjoying it as much as they were before. Well, so as somebody who hasn't read the manga, but is very interested in the anime, um, I definitely noticed the change, you know, yeah. I think we're three episodes in right now, maybe four today. Four. Um, four today. Yeah. And, you know, I keep waiting for something that really happened, you know, Besi- mm-hmm. besides the, the twist of the first episode. And it hasn't yeah. happened yet. And that doesn't make it not interesting because what's happening is very interesting. And it's very, you know, I feel like they're almost information dumping on the audience mm-hmm. right now it's like you didn't know what the hell was going on in season one and it was just action action death action death and now they're like okay let's catch you up a little bit let's tell you what you need to know and then we're gonna go back and hurt you <laughs> yeah yeah uh, echidna is a very interesting character she's going to um kind of love her yeah well <laughs> hold your hold your opinion of her um she oh. like i said she's very interesting She's yeah. very interesting. I, I, uh, I'm very skeptical, but so yes. far, I'm like all about her. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Um, also, like Garfield is very interesting. Um, and don't worry, like if if there's people out there that are you know kind of like watching this so far and being like, eh. I mean, I don't know what the episode that came out today is going to be like, but Subaru will start dying soon and a lot like more than he ever has and it's fucked like i, I just keep I'm waiting so excited like i keep waiting for I, I basically want what happens in video games to happen to him where he gets a save point where like he's right about to die you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah but he doesn't have he can't revert to a previous save you know or at least yeah. he, if he can he can't do it yet or he doesn't know how to but i want that to happen because i think it would be funny but i don't know how he would get out of it either so i don't know that would be interesting i can't recall if that happens or not so i won't say either way but yeah mm-hmm. I, I i definitely agree um so so ReZero, that's it. I mean, obviously I mean, we're working on the so, Avatar. Yeah, we're working on the Avatar script right now. Um, j- just to give a little bit of a teaser for that. Uh, I finished writing it this morning at about, I don't know, 9, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, and I was working on it last night. I probably worked on it for, uh, I don't know, six, seven hours. Like a long time for me writing a script. Mike and I are pretty quick at writing. 
Um, mm -hmm. And it's on to the ninth page. So we're looking at like a 30 plus minute video. Um, I had a lot to say about Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm coming through it now, uh, with a fine tooth pick and, uh, just like adding in things that I've been able to digest over like, God, I, I don't remember when that show launched, but you know, I've been watching like 2005, since, I think since 2005 then, yeah. you know, so I've had a long time to think about it. Uh, yeah, Tyler did a really good job. I'm, right I'm out of very it. excited about that too because I, I'm I'm coming in having watched it for the first time a week ago, right. and then we have you who is essentially an Avatar veteran, you know. Mm, old so yeah, yeah, you're you're part of the old <laughs> Avatar guard, so to speak. So we have yeah. two very contrasting points of view coming into one script, and I think that's really going to cover everything that we want to cover. Yeah, it's 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 good because you were able to like grasp a lot of stuff. Um, it, I, I was really enjoying reading your part about Toph because oh, I love Toph. I see you, I see where you're coming from with that, but you missed a couple things. Um, and I think once you watch The Legend of Korra, mm -hmm. you'll understand some of Toph's, uh, some of the other like metaphors that were built into her character. Uh, because yeah, that, that's the other thing is that I kind of only have half the story right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you started watching Legend of Korra at all? No, it comes out on Netflix in 10 days. So I'm just waiting for it to come out on Netflix. Oh, that's awesome. Very yeah. Cool. I, I was like, I don't want to get the free trial to whatever on Amazon so that I can watch it all in a week. Like, uh, yeah. I'm just going to, I, I looked it up. It's longer. And it's, yeah. I, I looked it up yeah. and it's coming. Yeah. I think it's four seasons. Mm -hmm. um but i looked it out and it's coming out you know midway through the month so i figured i'll just wait and watch it then well um speaking of netflix i watched uh i, I was trying to get uh devin to watch dora hedero so and, good uh fucking um devin is uh legally blind so she really likes um like Dubs? obviously watching things in subs but it's hard for her even with her glasses to mm -hmm. uh to be able to see the subtitles from the couch so she tends to watch things in dubs and this i i, I mean this can go into a, a much larger conversation but uh we were watching doro hitero dubbed and it is fucking trash dude <laughs> oh my god i was i was i like I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure. Did I watch it? Uh, I want to say I watched it dubbed. Dude, the dub takes away so much characterization from everybody, and and it switches like wor very important words around that are just so so so. Dora Hidero, I was introduced to it uh, through Netflix. I watched the first season. I realized that the show wasn't super popular on Netflix. I'm wondering if it's because of the dub is shit, but um, it could be, man. So I, I went and I read the whole series by uh, Q Hayashida. And if you haven't, like if you're looking for a manga to read, if you enjoy seinen manga, if you enjoy hyperviolence and like abs like absolute fucking absurdity, like plot that is going to bend your mind all the way back around on itself, Doro Hidero is easily in my top five manga of all time like i've read all of one piece and, and it's Dora done is, 
and started back in like 19 in the 1970s right the like 90s, it's late oh, 90s okay. yeah but basically it's old and it's finished you can go through the entire thing Yep, yep. It wrapped up in 2018. She worked on it for a long time. It was, it was spanned across multiple uh, magazines, like over the time. Because oh, I remember manga, it, it was spanned across. If you watched our video on, I think it was like across three or four different magazines. Yeah, three or four. Um, but it's amazing, and you know, so so I, I really love I really love this series. And one of the best things about it is the characters are very comical and whimsical, and um it's also a very dark like utterly fucked up setting and which is always like, awesome yeah and it's so brutal and like the characters are all kind of evil but like evil isn't really a thing in this like world you know everybody's just mm-hmm. kind of bad and you know people die and it's not like it's 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 weird but when i was watching the dub first of all like okay, I want I want to be professional about this, right? Because <laughs> okay. I I'm I, scared. <laughs> I like I like dubs. You know, there are there are dubs out there that I absolutely love. Uh, oh yeah, Roni Kenshin, the dub is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. G Gundam, the dub is fantastic. Dragon Ball Z, the dub is classic. Cowboy yeah. Bebop, the dub is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Maid has one of the best dubs I have ever heard. They nailed every single voice perfectly see i i I haven't watched i most of the new stuff i haven't watched dubbed if you watch dragon maid in japanese it's the same voices but in english oh interesting it's like they got almost identical voice actors but in (laughs) english it's amazing because i've watched it both ways okay okay so i think i now i may be i may be off on this one but i think the guy who plays uh, Shin in Dorohitero mm-hmm. is McCree. I'm not entirely oh, really? sure, but I think it's the guy who plays McCree. I'd have yeah, to look that sounds, up. I don't know enough to be sure. sounds a lot like him. Um, I'm not going to say that for sure. Yeah. Well, he does a lot. He does a lot of voice acting. I mean, he was a guy oh, yeah. in Monster Hunter Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he does a lot of stuff, but... The thing is, is right now in the dub world, like the anime dub world, it seems like most of the dubs are done by like the same six people. Right. And it's like when the guy who plays Goku's voice shows up, it's like, I'm fine with that because it's kind of like almost an Easter egg. You know, he never really plays a main character. Uh I watched uh, Butler, like Maids versus Butlers or something, some shit show. <laughs> oh that my was, God. It, only Why? the dub was, oh, dude, it was so, it was, that show was hot. Um, <laughs> that's why. But, uh, you know, Yamcha was the main character. And again, I was fine with that. Like, these are voice actors that I like. Um, and they're, they're, you know, they have talent. And obviously, the guy who plays Vegeta, he, like his voice, he can do so much with that voice. Yeah, he really can. But then you got fucking meliotis right <laughs> dude meliotis is the same guy that plays kirito that's the same guy that plays like a thousand other things he's in the dorohiro dub dude he plays uh yeah i can't remember his name off the top i know of exactly head. who you're talking about yes. uh it's the guy with the with the red mask right with the nose yeah it's almost tengu yeah. looking yeah. yeah and it's like the second i hear that voice i'm just like oh my god like Again, I want to keep it professional. I'm sh- I don't know if it's this dude's fault, but it's like, man, you're playing a new character every time. 
you're a voice actor like create a voice for this character you know what i mean it's like like sure there's actors out there that play more or less the same character in every movie you know what i mean like mm-hmm. steven seagal plays steven seagal most of, you know most of the time right. vin diesel is never not going to be vin diesel in a movie you know exactly <laughs> yeah yeah like there are definitely type actors you know yeah. the dude who plays chet chelios <laughs> always plays chet Ch- you ever seen the movie like spun or something like that no like, i haven't he's the bald guy i think he plays hitman i don't fucking know anyway like yeah he's chet chelios He's like that badass actor who talks like this. He shoots guns. (laughs) Anyway, so, but it's like, it's like with anime, you're always going to be playing a different character, you know, especially when you're the Meliodas guy who tends to play like the smaller characters. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's just like it's the same fucking voice dude and it's meliotis (laughs) i can't fucking take i don't know i have i have just not enjoyed a dub in a really long time it bums me out you know it's like i i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if it's the directors i don't know if it's the fact that some of these people have been in so many anime that it's just like you know they're a shoo-in and they can do whatever they want now i I think that's kind of part of it you know yeah I, i sort of think it's almost like a guild type deal you know it's like once you're in and they like you you're in you know because there's only so many companies that do the dubs right so if they like working with you they're just going to keep hiring you so it's It's a great gig if you can get in yeah but it's not easy to get in yeah it's just it's so frustrating and uh, it it was like so so the main issue with dora hero is that the characters are funny they're sarcastic uh, they're very like blase about some of the insane stuff that they do, you know, like going mm-hmm. in and butchering a house full of people. And in the English dub, it's like they tried to make the characters edgy, like edgier than they should be. Like I'm talking like blade edgy, you mm. know, like mid 90s blade edgy. Yeah. And they, it's like they tried to shadow the hedgehog it a little bit, huh? Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> and it's like it's it's just not. I think the only actor in it that I liked was the girl who played Noi. I kind of felt like she was perfect mm. for that character. Actually, I uh, remember she, liking her. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did funny really well. Um, but you know, they made, they made, uh, Nikaido sound like a little girl and it's like, Nikaido's kind of thick, you yeah. know, like she's tall. She's more, more it, than kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it was just it was very strange and surreal and lacked a lot of the humor that was in the that was in the Japanese. So it, was, it just it just drove me up a wall. I even yeah. like tweeted I mean, about you it. Know, I, I think a lot of people who watch anime religiously just know that nine times out of ten, the sub is going to be better. You know, yeah, there's rare exceptions. I think Dragon Maid is an excellent exception. Uh, Death Note is another like really good exception. The Death Note <laughs> dub is great. Yeah, uh, even the take a chip and eat it line. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and again, you know, Cowboy Bebop is another one. Um, but there's always going to be exceptions. Mm-hmm. And that and, doesn't and make it a rule. We we fucking, haven't figured it out yet. I don't know why. Yeah, and and fucking with the script is something that I'm okay with people doing. Again, like I think we mentioned High School DxD last week oh that's uh, that's the perfect dub dude that is that's the perfect the one. dub yeah like that's so, the, obviously that's the dub that every dub should be put up against right yeah exactly because it's like they do go off script but they go off script in a way that doesn't take away but adds 
you know exactly. like english is a different experience than japanese when you watched like part of the reason and there is a lot of people out there that don't like watching and subbed uh they either don't like the sound of the japanese language they don't like reading while they're watching tv they think it takes away from the experience it's and a learned skill you know that's the type of thing that yeah. once you've done it enough you it, it's just auto you know yeah but i watch uh, everything same, with subtitles now even if it's in english yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it, like part of the problem with that or part of the reason for that is that now that dynamic audio is so common it's like if you have a sound system you, like you have to turn it down because the bass boom is going to be so huge and then the dialogue is going to be so quiet it's just not you have to put subtitles on yeah sometimes. also at night like after 10 p.m our tv is up against the wall where i think kids are sleeping on the other side so we try not to mm. be complete assholes about it yeah. oh dude you're better than my neighbor <laughs> my fucking neighbor has his bass woofer up against like the wall where my couch is in the living room and that fucking guy like i don't know what he's been watching for the last year and a half but it's like the same beat every day it's like and it's just like so fun. dude sounds like he's base, doing like a tribal sacrifice or something it, like his an aztec base, ritual <laughs> it literally sometimes will shake the the picture frames that we have on the wall and like oh, i good. i mean I'm just such a pussy. Like I, I ne like I'll never go over there and like fucking be like, brah, <laughs> you know. Dude, I get I it, should. man. I, yeah. I, I, if it wasn't for COVID, like basically making it so that I haven't seen anybody in forever. Like most of the time, when when I could see people, I was like, nah, you know. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I hope that they keep the ability to just get your food left at your door once COVID is over, so I don't have to interact with a driver. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I love, want that. I want that to stay because it's amazing. I, I like just going to a grocery store and like putting on my headphones. You know, that was the that's that's what I, I always, always do. do that. Yeah, I just will like, never unless unless I'm going with my girlfriend. So like I'm talking to her. I will literally not go into a store unless I'm wearing headphones. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's distracting. I don't know. Idle idle chit chat. But yeah, so. Obviously, you know, I, I found Thor Hidoro's dub to be kind of crap. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I've been focusing on the upcoming Avatar script. We did watch uh, Rotsuka Doji Legend of the Overfiend 2. Legend of the Demon Womb. Legend of the Demon Womb, dude. Yeah, that was our uh, viewing party last Saturday. We, we had Legend a Saturday night Womb. viewing party in the, in the uh, Patreon Discord. Yeah. And, oh, man. That was rated R. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, that was that. I mean, there was. I'm. I'm pretty sure. So, Legend of the Overfiend uh, caused so many uh, controversies when it came out in the first place. You know, it was edited in different ways all over the place. There's many countries where it just didn't come out. So, mm -hmm. uh, again, if you haven't seen our video on the original Legend of the Overfiend, I definitely recommend checking that out on YouTube. It's a good time. It's it's uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously or seriously at all. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of really funny innuendo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it's it it blurs the line between anime and hentai, uh, to the point where you don't really know which one it is. You could uh, really, it, it could be argued either way. You know? Yeah, yeah, easily. And I mean, like, there's just there's just scenes in that movie that 
you have to witness like i mean the 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 I'll put hair on your one, chest yeah there's this one point where like this dude like breaks through a window and like licks jizz off of this other guy's <laughs> face like there's another point yep. where like uh the overfiend is finally born uh and and he he like comes alive and like fucks this nurse to death and then turns into a giant penis that sprouts all these other penises dude and they're all shooting fucking lasers and stuff dude it is like that movie is out of control like that that is that is like that is the shit i like uh, yeah it, it was an incredible experience and we watched it through like twice because we had to, because we did a video on it and yeah. uh God, the amount so of dick imagery in that so film. many penises so many penises there there is a scene that probably has 50 plus penises in it yeah it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but over fiend 2 uh was i would consider it i think i think we we talked about it a little bit but i would consider that one just like straight up hentai yeah uh, same. in fact it was, it was a little it, it was weird watching it in a group uh yeah. everybody sat through it which <laughs> good on you guys in the patreon like yeah uh, impressive because (laughs) it was hard although when we watched the last airbender this week we had somebody come in and just say oh nope and then left (laughs) yeah so apparently it's easier to sit through legend of the demon womb than it is to sit through the last airbender movie (laughs) legend of the demon womb dude i i want that soundtrack that's uh, (laughs) uh the soundtrack to it is on vinyl right now if you guys are interested um just type in legend of the demon womb vinyl and that is a cool thing to add to your your vinyl collection for sure and it's a good soundtrack uh i thought uh demon hitler and his his fucking machine was great uh that was (laughs) i forgot about that it was like a flying saucer with like 15 ladies strapped to it like around the edges just getting yeah it's like did the... you know that world war Two was fueled by the female orgasm because i didn't <laughs> dude it was it did the whole thing i mean the one the one thing that they like there wasn't as many awesome scenes like the jizz licking in this one mm-hmm. uh but there was one good scene where this uh demon this guy turns into a demon and then he starts banging this one chick uh who's important to the plot and his 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 dong is three dongs in one that work like an engine piston uh, yeah he has the the triforce of all dongs yeah it's like one two three one two three one two three one two three (laughs) oh man dude it was yeah it's an experience um so we're gonna be watching the rest of those sprinkled out through over the next year because there's five yeah, we got three more to go, and we can't do them back to back because you need time and therapy yeah. in between. Yeah. And for the record, our our Patreon is is eighteen plus, so you know it's it's all adults watching this crazy shit together and laughing and and having a good time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I think that was I think that was our our anime our anime week for the most yeah, part the, right? the only other thing that i watch and i'm almost sorry that i'm watching it but i i'm too far in to not at this point is i'm mm-hmm. still watching sword art online oh god Tyler. yeah i know i know but How's it's it just going? like i gotta get through it man i've i've come so far you know it's true i, can't stop I mean that's now. fair how it's many fair. how many episodes of sao have i seen a hundred many so many so many and and while 
the the beginning of the season not not like because they took like a, a year-long break or something between the beginning and uh or between the first part of the season and the second part the mm-hmm. first part was pretty good sao can like you know uh considering it's sao it's not amazing you know what i mean but it has it's, its moments so it's it's good for sao and okay. i don't think nope never mind i was about to say i don't think there was any rape scenes but there totally was um God. Yeah, this no, is such a weird anime, dude. It is, it is. Um, but now it's just getting kind of weird, and I don't know why it's still like nothing has happened yet. But the best part about the last season was that Kirito is not a character. Okay, cool. <laughs> he is like like without getting super into the plot. Um, although I I did when I was doing an editing stream for the patrons, I described the entire plot of the newest season. And they were like, "You should have just made that a video." Apparently, the way I described it was so goddamn funny to them that we should have just made it a video. But Next time. Yeah. Basically, Kirito is in a coma inside of a game that's not a game. So it was like a comaception? Yeah. He's basically in a coma in a coma because he has brain <laughs> damage. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's essentially comaceptioning. And he has lost his own self-image so he basically can't react to anything so he's just in a wheelchair and he gets wheeled around he shows up like once every two episodes <laughs> so he's just like uh, yeah. <laughs> he just he just stares straight down he holds on to his sword and his best friend's sword and that's that's Hot. it that's all he does man so wow. the fact that they were like you know what maybe maybe kirito's a little overpowered maybe we should just say hey we fuck this guy him. Yeah, we should just we should just make him literally not a character. Oh I like God. that. I'm enjoying That's that amazing. part. <laughs> wow, that is uh, sounds like some Sao bullshit, right? Oh, there. oh, oh! It is the biggest of Sao bullshit, dude. It's all Sao bullshit, and it's ridiculous. Nice. Um, and it's not good, but I'm too far to Fair. stop. I'm well, like, speaking- Saturday comes around, and I'm like, all right, it's like seven a.m. Let's get this over with. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, speaking of things that are not good, I, we talked about this a little bit, but I had started watching uh, Monster Girl Doctor yep. or whatever it's called. Um, yep, yep, yep. And uh, yeah, I, I, we mentioned this in the Super Saiyan 3 podcast, but it it it, it kind of broke me. Uh, you know, like I like I like shows like that. Um, yeah, this you, is like the Monster first Masume. show. This is the first show I can think of that w- had something in it that you were not okay with. Yeah, it, it grossed me out, dude. Like, and you know, I mean, we were just talking about triple dongs and licking jizz off people's faces. Like, this show, this show just fucking grossed me out. Uh, so, if if you haven't watched the show, basically, what the 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 idea of it is that there is a civil war between humans and monster people, and the civil war is now over. And they're the humans and the monsters are trying to coexist. And this one guy has become a doctor that specifies, uh, you know, specializes in monster medicine. So he treats monster people. The first, the first episode is very typical for an anime like that. You know, he's going big titty centaur. 
He's, you know, and he's examining her, and she's like, oh, oh, you know, sensei, bleh, right? And, you know, and it's, it's, it's a little arrow, you know, it's got a little, it's a little sexy, you know, you get your monster girls stuff, you know, what, how do they wear their underwear? I don't know. That's what the show's all about, right? So then <laughs> is the that second, what the show's all about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's what, <laughs> you make your, you, you give things your own meaning, you know? Sure. Um, so the second episode is about this little mermaid girl, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure the show would say that she's she's 18, but uh, but she ain't. She, so I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, uh, the Lamia keeps you know screaming about how young she is, mm-hmm. but uh, so she's a singer, uh, but there's something wrong with her throat. So the doctor takes a look in her throat, and uh, you know she's got some swelling in the back, and then he notices that her gills aren't closed on land. Did we talk about this on the first podcast? No, 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 no. We talked about okay. this on the Super Saiyan Three podcast. Ah, uh, okay. But, I was uh, like, didn't we talk about this on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. So, so her gills are supposed to be closed, and they're not. You know, they close so she can breathe through her lungs while she's on air. Right. right. As uh, as gills work for things that have gills. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, gills and lungs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, most fish are just like, you know, but uh. <laughs> So, so he decide, you know, he's like, all right, like, you know, this might feel a little weird, but I got to check in your gills. So he takes his middle finger and his fucking index finger and slides it up into the gills <laughs> and proceeds to like finger bang her gills. And it's just like, it, it looks like he's putting it in, in between like two kind of like, like two stakes, you know, <laughs> no. and it's just making this like. <laughs> noise and like uh, there's like st- you know like some mucus starts drooling out of the fucking gills oh, and the girl's God. like oh oh like and then you're making like, me pulls, like sweat dude, dude uh. he like pulls his fingers out and then like like opens them up and there's that like there's that like you know string of like spit between his two fingers and then he like closes them puts them back together and i was like you know and then just puts them back up in there and like i'm just like you know what man like that that's fucking gross (laughs) like it was like it was like suggestive beyond the point of like you know oh i'm being perverted about this where it was like there's no way that to say well we were subtle about it you know yeah yeah it was just like it was so disgusting. But if you're into that, um, it is it is Monster Girl Doctor, I believe the name of the show I, is. I just and, can't believe that you found something that was too much for you. And I don't know why it was. It was just like, I guess that's just my limit, man. I, I, I mean, I, everybody has one, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it's... <laughs> It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's so gross, man. <laughs> I I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. I don't I don't need to watch a fish get gill banged. Like gill banged. Oh yeah. my god. Anime. Yeah. Japan. <laughs> Only in Japan, man. Where where are your limits? And how did you come up with this? Because <laughs> because all this stuff has to be approved. Yeah. Well, well, somebody was like, all right. So we got a mermaid. What can we do to a mermaid? That hasn't been done yet. <laughs> Finger of Bang Hergirius. <laughs> and everybody at the table's like, yep, that's Perfect. it. That's what we're going to do. That's amazing. amazing. Golf claps Perfect. all around. Oh, my God. Uh, so, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, for me, that's that's been my anime week. Uh, I haven't. Oh, 
Uh, the, the other stuff is that we had a patron, uh, a, a patron. We had a patron uh, send me a box filled with anime stuff, so I got a oh, yeah. ton of new anime stuff. Yeah, I was uh, really jealous about that. Uh, that LED light. Oh, uh, the the Gundam LED light. It's awesome. Oh, it was. Wasn't it Macross? Oh, wasn't Macross? Yeah, it was Macross. Was also, you're right. It was Macross. Yeah. I was also tickled pink that you didn't know what the fuck Banania was. <laughs> Well, like, so I, I've seen it, but I, I've never taken the time to, like, research like, it. It's a I don't cat in a banana. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> banana has its own show, dude. I, I believe it. You should check it out. It's, it's good. I don't know if I want to. I mean, listen, like, there was a show about a hamster, you know? Anything is possible at this point. Dude, so I rewatched Naruto, the story you never knew. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I, you know, like, so we have talked so much about Tree School and FNAF that people, like, we are actually making people think that Tree School was kind of a FNAF-only channel. Um, and I realized that when we were talking to people in the Discord, and I was like, oh, fuck, you know, like, we didn't only do FNAF. Like, no. we just did so much of it so often that i think you know a lot of people came out with the impression that that's that was that was at the time we were working for youtube revenue you know so we had to sell out you we know, had to make videos we didn't want to get do. us enough views like we had to, we had to make what we knew would get us enough views to make rent the next month you know yeah so uh, so what we sucks. do is we try to make videos that we wanted to make they wouldn't get the kind of views that we needed right away so eventually what would happen is we would panic and when i say we i mean the group as a whole i wasn't really in charge of what we were doing at that time at all uh, but we would panic as a whole and put out a FNAF video and get paid, you know, it, yep. it, it was, it's, I'm glad we're not doing that shit anymore. Dude, I'm so <laughs> but, glad that we're not doing, I mean, th there were times that I literally had FNAF nightmares, like, because <laughs> it was on my brain so often and I hated it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not, it was not good times, but in between there, like we put out a lot of stuff that I'm really proud of and that still holds up to this day. And, mm -hmm. you know, I put out a good number of anime videos on that channel and so did Tyler as well. Uh, and one of them was Naruto, the story you never knew. Now, obviously it's narrated by Grant, um, yep. who you might know from Bonsai Pop, who did the story you never knew on Bonsai Pop, but it's all my words. I edited the entire video by myself. Um, and you know, so I was trying to show the people in the Patreon who, or the Patreon who didn't know about Tree School beforehand, which is kind of cool. You know, it's cool that we're really getting to the point where like people just see us as our own entity. Like I'm yeah, really, it's great. I'm really happy about that. Same. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know, we did like anime stuff, and it was it was pretty funny. And uh, I forgot that I. <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about in the video. I was talking about like the loss of something like loss you know in general mm -hmm. like loss of pets and when i sure. said loss of pets uh i know i know you haven't watched through naruto yet but there's this like but no jutsu thing I, I i don't remember the exact name of it but basically it's uh kakashi sensei does this thing where he basically shoves his fingers up your ass um <laughs> as a punishment right and uh naruto is like doing this to his teacher who's like laying flat on the ground and right when i said loss of pets i put fucking hamtaro on his fingers 
and shoved Hamtaro up his teacher's ass. Which is funny in a couple ways, right? Because obviously... Yeah, it's funny in a couple ways, maybe. <laughs> because you got the butt no jutsu, and then you got a Hamtaro reference. And then, you know, we're talking about something serious, and we're making it funny. But then you also have the fact that there's those people that put gerbils in their ass. <laughs> For sexual pleasure, yeah, like so it works uh, on a lot of levels. Whole thing about it, yeah. I was like, that was a that was a pretty fucking awesome edit. Now we don't edit like that anymore because nobody cares. I do now, sometimes. Honest, like nobody catches that shit. Generally, you got to watch that video three times before you catch something that fast. But mm-hmm. I was uh, I was really proud of past Mike in that moment. It was That's good. great, man. It, it's fun sometimes <laughs> to go back and look at the old uh, videos that really made us laugh and that we had a good time with. Yeah, it, it's nice. Like, there really are some good ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some very funny videos on Tricycle. Yeah. So, have you been uh, have you been playing any video games? or? I'm still working my way through Horizon Zero Dawn. How do you like um, it? It's pretty good, man. You know? Uh, it's... I, the, the main thing that I don't like about it is that from literally the first minute, I knew what the plot was. Okay. Um, and, like, maybe there's going to be a twist, but so far... It's exactly what I've been expecting. But the gameplay's great. I played it so long ago, I can't... I, I remember... There, I don't know, there might be a twist. There, there might be... Yeah, there's a twist, I think. I think there's a pretty big twist. If I recall. I might be totally wrong. It, like I said, it's been a really long time. Like, I, I liked gotten, the game. I've gotten to the point now where you know that something happened to like the old one society... Yeah. Um, and th- that it's called Project Zero Dawn, but you don't know what Project Zero Dawn is yet. Okay. Yeah, I believe that's the 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 twist. I I would um, if there's going to be a twist, it has to be that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you liking the like the open world elements? And I remember it, the quests being pretty good. Yeah. Um. I I really think they did an excellent job in the gameplay in general. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like 50 different types of arrows that all do different things. Um, and you know, there's like 50 different parts of each monster that you can hit with the 50 different arrows that do different things to make it easier to kill them, you know? Uh, so it's, it has some complicated play in, in the, uh, in the fighting. And I like that, you know, I I like that. I have to think about what the fuck I'm doing as opposed to just being like, I'm going to shoot it with arrows and then it will die, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's I remember really the nice. crafting system being pretty solid too. Yeah, the crafting system is is pretty solid. Also, like the the other weapons that you have, like I have a, a weapon called the rope caster that I can tie uh, machines down with. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like this crazy sling, slingshot that you can like shock people with or freeze people with. Like it, it it's a lot of fun, man. Um, yeah. I, I I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm not gonna go through and like 100 it. Like I'm not that interested in all the quests, but some of the ones that I am interested in, like I'll I'll like stray away from the mission completely to finish nice. um but yeah it, it's been a good time so far um good. and then i got uh during the ps4 summer sale i got uh oh my god what's it called the uh death, oh, stranding. death stranding yeah i got death stranding because it was 40 oh, percent yeah. off and i've been wanting to play it for a while uh the only reason that i haven't played it already is just because i didn't have my ps4 for nine months because i loaned it to a friend mm. um Dude. and I, I got it back and then ghost of tsushima came out and i was like well that was good timing um i'm so excited to get your opinion on death stranding because like well we you know we like a lot of the same video games but we mm -hmm. also 
don't you know like i loved red dead redemption 2 you fucking hated it i got um, i tried dude i tried so hard to like red dead 2 i gave i gave that game 10 hours yeah i mean that's a good amount of time to give a game because i loved red dead 1 right uh, well red and, dead 2 is much more grand theft auto open i think well dude grand theft auto, or red dead 2 even beats out grand theft auto 5 and it's like ability to ah, oh dude i don't know i i just i fucking i loved that game i loved that game so i mean much. a lot of people really loved it but like god i felt like everything that i had to do was 10 minutes of riding between shit and just watching yeah well it, i mean the the to me the riding was fun because i always got oh oh you're talking about like main missions where you're just kind of riding and talking yeah there's a lot of that in ghost of tsushima though it's There's not a lot of that. nearly my... as much though like yeah you, you might be riding for like a minute you know and then you get attacked by mongols or some shit it's like yeah. i feel like it was literally five to ten minutes of just riding and talking it, it bored the ever-loving fuck out of me yeah um, it, could get, it could definitely get like that but yeah I, no I I'm, where you're I'm from. super excited to try death stranding and i'm either gonna love it or i'm gonna hate it yeah uh and I feel it's like all, that's all it is. People either love it or hate it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people that I didn't expect to hate it, hated it. But I loved that game, dude. Like I, I got so invested in the, in the gameplay loop. I just like, dude, I sunk time into Death <laughs> Stranding. I, I, I put all of the roads together. I like, you know, which won't mean anything to you for a long time. Right. But like I, I set up these like intricate uh, zip lines, you know, throughout these these mountain passes, so I could like you know max out my my efficiency at delivering things. Like it, like I I don't know how to explain Death Stranding because it's two things. It's it's this really crazy story because it's kojima right and it's also it's 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 a it's like a kind of like this this very complex inventory management system and and scheduling system right, right? It, like it's you kind of like a walking fedex simulator you know <laughs> a little bit yeah but it, it's like this purpose behind it too that you are and and i think especially now that we are living in this this covid timeline mm -hmm. um it's it's ideas of this connectivity that norman Reedus is <laughs> bringing back to the world is and monster sponsored by monster <laughs> yeah yes, dude, oh my god it's so, you're gonna have so much fun with that shit if you like it um i mean when you first start playing it like make sure you have like three or four hours set aside oh, i'm, I'm gonna to, give it time you know yeah well i mean i just to get through the beginning <laughs> no i, I <laughs> like, hear you but I'm, I'm gonna give it time you know I, yeah. I i i know enough to be like i'm gonna give this game like a solid 10 plus hours before i make yeah. a full decision on it yeah um, and dude it's like really though it's like these people that are living in these secluded shelters these bunkers that need help from the outside but you know they have families or they're working on things that are really important mm -hmm. and they just can't risk going outside 
right. you know, so they need to stay inside. And then you have these, these couriers that are working to bring things place to place and risking the, the, uh, the rain and the, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but, uh, the, the ghost like things that, mm-hmm. uh, come out and it's like, it's just, I mean, there, there will be points in the game where you're, where you will question the reality that you exist in because again the 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 story is so com- like the story is so convoluted but it also comes together like in the end you do understand as long as you paid attention you understand what's going on it's just like death stranding is an experience i think uh and like i i feel like i'm sucking kojima's dick right now and don't get me wrong like kojima i love you you've made amazing games um you're definitely <laughs> somebody needs to hold your hand next time uh and be like no kojima maybe not you know <laughs> like maybe maybe not he, he needs this. to get the the treatment that george lucas never did yes uh. exactly he you know and like i death stranding is definitely better than the star wars prequels oh uh, sure but uh so is you know so is uh fucking peppa pig so that's that's not saying much um but yeah that dude death stranding is I'm, i think everybody I'm excited, should try man. it yeah i'm excited for you for sure um so we had a massive nintendo dump of like uh people are calling it the giga dump right so mm-hmm. somebody hacked into nintendo or or something somewhere and found a massive amount of information um old prototypes yeah i was gonna say uh, it's all on past stuff right like it's yeah. nothing new yeah so like one of the most one of the things that i saw first was uh some yoshi island yoshi's island beta mm-hmm. uh, footage right so it's it's you know it's got some enemies from super mario world in it and some sound effects from super mario world and and all that stuff like that's really cool you know people are still diving through it like it's too much to to really like go yeah I, I remember people going like insane because luigi was actually in super mario 64 yes yes so like so one of our buddies uh brad swanky box like he, he makes his living on the nostalgia of the early uh the early 3d games really yeah. I, I i think that's fair to say it is it totally is uh you yeah. know and especially uh super mario 64 that's his primary game yeah that and zelda yeah ocarina of time and majora's mask yep and it, it it's so genius because he he picked on something that or picked up on something that was never really talked about which was like I don't know I don't know about you Tyler this will be this is actually an interesting discussion um I was raised on uh the Super Nintendo more or less you know mm-hmm. like I was I was born uh either the day or like 2 days before the Super Nintendo came out and right. my dad got it basically right away so I've never had a time where I didn't have a Super Nintendo in fact the Super Nintendo that my dad bought is behind me right now on the shelf uh i still have it so i was very used to like donkey kong and mario and these you know i didn't have Star Fox. i didn't have these these games that were early into 3d right where you could go up and down and left and right and and all this stuff um 
And then at my uncle's and aunt's houses, they had NESs still. And at my grandparents' house, they had a fucking Atari 2600, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't, I didn't get a PlayStation when it came out, which was the first kind of foray into that like 3d type gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have, uh, you know, a Sega, like I wasn't a Sega kid. Uh, my friends Neither had Segas, I. but they didn't have the 32 X or the Sega CD, you know, right. they had a Sega Genesis. Right. So my first experience with a 3d game was super Mario 64 mm-hmm. and it blew my fucking mind. And, and, and when I say that, it's not like you're, you're at like normal, like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. Like in the way that halo blew my mind where right. you could shoot the needler and the needle would bounce off of things and then track the enemy and then stick into the enemy and then pop. And there would be like a blood splat. Like that mm-hmm. was fucking revolutionary you know being able to shoot a tv off of a uh table like things with physics was were crazy but mario 64 the act of just controlling mario with an analog stick was revolutionary to the point where i didn't understand how to do it i i i intuitively were was waving my arms around trying to get (laughs) mario to turn you know, I didn't understand mm-hmm. how to make it work. Like, we, we got it very early. So with that came this sense of wonder and excitement about everything in those games, at least for me. Super Mario 64 is, to this day, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, you know, yeah, I, you, know I've, you streamed it, right? Oh, I, I've streamed it multiple times and I know where every single star is and I can hundred percent that game in like four or five hours. Yeah. Uh, like I'm good at that game because I've played it so much and I know how to do things that like, I know how to get stars in ways that you're not supposed to, you know, like I, I know how to do things that you're not supposed to be able to do in that game. That's how much I've played it. Right. Um, and I, I remember, you know, cause I, my parents were not gamers. They've never been gamers, you know. Uh, right. My my parents. I think w- when I grew up, I had uh, an NES because my cousin gave it to my parents when he went to college or something. What'd you have? For, uh, what'd you have for games? Uh, like we had like the original. Like I had the original like double sided cartridge that had mario and duck hunt duck hunt yeah yeah uh and we and we had um oh i'm trying to think if there was anything else that we had that's the only thing i can remember off the top of my head dude if you come over we can actually play duck hunt that's awesome because i have a crt and an nes and uh i have i have a zapper that that's awesome man but yeah yeah, so i i grew up that's super early on um Mm -hmm. but the 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 system that really got me into gaming was the Nintendo 64. Um, okay. And, and specifically Smash Bros. on it. Uh, all right. You know, so I, was, I started playing Smash Bros. And it was all over, man. Like, it was all over. <laughs> so when did you get the N64, though? I'm trying to I'm trying to create a timeline. <sighs> so you had the NES. Yeah. Throughout your childhood. Yeah, right? I had it uh, early on. And then, I mean, I, I want to say... Well, the... the uh, Smash came out a couple of years after the n64 dropped right um well so the the nintendo 64 came out in 1996 right 96 or 97 yeah i think think it was 96 96. because zelda came out in 97 i want to say i got it in 98 
Okay. All right. So you got it a couple of years after it. I yeah. got it like launch year mm-hmm. for Christmas. Okay. Yeah, I got it for Hanukkah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. So so by the time you got it, like Star Fox sixty four was out. Mario sixty four was obviously out. Uh, mm-hmm. Was was Super Smash Brothers your first game? Yeah, it came with the system. Okay, so did sure. Mario sixty four come with the system? I it might have been like the bundle. I I think when Smash came out, they changed the bundle where there was like a special bundle where you could get both. Okay, and I'm pretty sure that's what my parents got. Awesome. So so was that your first time experiencing the three D? Yeah. Okay. All right. So what like what was that like like what was that like for you? I remember uh I was scared of the chain chomp uh in the first level. I was like, holy shit, this thing like jumps at me. It's oh, terrifying. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's like the biggest thing you've ever seen in a video game at that yeah. point, you know? Yeah, and especially like Mario's all tiny and like you can kind of relate to that because you're all small and this thing's like three or four times your size. It was terrifying. And it goes like oh, you know, yeah. like <laughs> even even sneaking past it like dude that was such a wild experience like just being really afraid mm-hmm. in video games at that time. i remember ocarina of time scared the absolute shit out of me when yeah, i was yeah i didn't like the uh uh the force temple at all i i mean i didn't like any of it like i like i mean i liked it i liked watching my uncle play it but it was like uh the atmosphere was so lonely there is no real direction you know i Mm -hmm. I, like i was a kid i don't understand people who are like yeah i'll be i'll be uh zelda you know look to the past when i was five like i'll be ocarina of time when i was like six it's like how how the (laughs) fuck did did you you do do that that? (laughs) yeah like you're telling me like a your reading comprehension level was high enough for you to read a sign understand that it was pointing you into a direction then go in that direction and then find the secret hidey hole especially with ocarina where the signs did not have any direction at all like it was just a sign didn't tell you where to go yeah like there wasn't like an arrow pointing you where to go you know yeah like even the introduction to the ocarina of time is obtuse you know you have Mm -hmm. to find this random fucking hole in uh the the wall and then crawl in there and then find your sword and then you know you gotta you gotta collect money to buy a shield like i don't know what type of games you were playing to prepare you for that you know but at the time it was it was kind of revolutionary yeah i I remember hating like i would not go into hyrule fields at night because of the Mm -hmm. fucking skeleton things i hated those things so scary dude yeah (laughs) they were the worst yeah but yeah god i i i remember like uh mario 64 i like i loved the first level because on the second after you got the second star uh beating koopa the quick you could go and find that smaller koopa and you could ride around in the shell and that thing was like all i needed dude it was the simple pleasures like uh my cousin my cousin maya uh who just joined the patreon um when she was a kid, she played Zelda the Ocarina of Time all the time. Um, and when I say kid, I mean like four years old. But she wow. wanted to ride the horse. Mm. So that's what she did. She rode the fucking horse around and around and around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just it was like it was those simple pleasures. And with Mario 64 and those early 3D games, it was because 
every because the world itself was such a new experience the imagination was unlimited as to what could be around any corner you never knew what was coming so you never knew what the limits of the game were it seemed like there was no limits it seemed like you could get past these unstoppable objects it seemed like you could like where was luigi luigi's always in mario you know like it was a big deal and now like so so there is this there is this conspiracy theory right that there's this statue in the fountain Right, where the you end up finding, conspiracy. yeah, yeah, uh, where you find the uh, the the boo house, right? Mm-hmm. And on the statue, it says something that looks a lot like "L is real." Yep, twenty forty something. I don't know. And that obviously, like, once it was put out onto the internet, created this conspiracy about Luigi was supposed to either be playable in the game or he was supposed to be find findable, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, at this point it being 2020 like everything has been dug through in that game and they never found anything for luigi right right uh and you know you also got to remember that back then the internet obviously existed but you know it it, it It wasn't wasn't the same man you know going on to like game facts to try to find tony hawk cheats and shit like (laughs) the trolls yeah the early early internet trolls that would like post cheats like okay so you gotta you gotta go to this level you gotta wait five minutes in this exact spot you gotta walk three feet uh, like three steps forward three steps back three steps to the right three steps back three steps forward turn around go over here grab this item drop the item and you know then you turn into superman mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like bullshit yeah it's, it's all crap but it's like it's so many instructions that you can mess up that like you're like oh, i just didn't do it right i gotta go do it again like, exactly <laughs> and then they post some like like early photoshopped picture of like what you're supposed to look like in the game dude i oh my god i can't tell you how much of my life i wasted doing shit like that when i was like 10 um but yeah like so so there wasn't this there wasn't this infinite amalgamation of information on video games back then everything was kind of left up to speculation and you know this l is real thing was a conspiracy that's been going on for over 20 years yeah you know 24 years so now that this dump happened and they actually went into the early beta files of this game they were able to find that like yeah like luigi was originally planned for super mario 64 yeah, which is, I mean, that has never been confirmed before, ever, yeah. you know? So, in fact, L is fucking real, yeah, L is actually real. <laughs> and it's cool. Like, that is that is cool shit, and I'm, I'm very, very down for it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited to see what else comes out over time, you know? Because, like, we're in the early stages of people finding stuff, you know? And, and I yeah. know, like, they found some, uh, I think they found, like, some Mario uh, enemies and like Zelda games and stuff like that, you know, simple stuff oh, yeah. that, that Nintendo was like, ah, oh, we're not going to use this here. Ah, you know what? It might work over here. Like Nintendo's very, uh, they, they've done that so many times throughout history. Like not surprising, you know? Well, they're also very secretive about everything that they do. Um, right. Nintendo in particular is one of those Japanese companies that is, very old school in the way that they're doing things. Um, and one of our friends, Arlo, uh, I watch his videos a lot. 
uh, he, he puts out he puts out really good content. He's found himself in the spot where he's kind of like the go to Nintendo guy now. Yeah. Um, which like good, like good for him. Like, yeah, on, that's, and, that's and a great spot to be in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good spot to be in. And it's I was, you know, I was I was raised on Nintendo consoles. Um, you know, Same. that's that's what my parents bought me. It wasn't until I was much older that I was able to, you know, get my own Xbox 360 and then pick up all the consoles that I didn't have when I was a kid. And, you know, and now I have them all. But, um, you know, it, it, it's we're in this interesting place with Nintendo right now. And I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it. Like, how do you feel about your switch? Uh, I have stopped using it basically. Um, okay. But it's not because I wanted to, there's just nothing on it that I want to play right now. Um, yes. You know, like I I don't really, I've never really been a paper Mario guy. Um, I, I played the original Paper Mario, and I was like, cool, it was a good game. But, like, it didn't interest me to play the second one or anything like that. Oh, um, the second one is fucking amazing, dude. Well, it's maybe, really I, maybe I should check it out at some point. But, yeah, uh, just get the Dolphin emulator. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think the last thing that I played on my Switch was I was replaying. I replayed through uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses on, like the hardest difficulty or like the second hardest difficulty with uh permadeath on Mm -hmm. did you beat that that way yeah 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 oh shit wow congratulations you are more hardcore than me (laughs) well there's still one more i'm I'm pretty sure i did it on like harder or something but there's like maddening and i was like "Eh." fuck that you don't want to even try yeah exactly i was like that would just getting through it on the second hardest was stressful yeah yeah I mean, there were multiple the, it, times where I was like, I have to restart this entire fight. There's an, I can't do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. That was the way that Fire Emblem games always were until they changed it with uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. It was like permadeath was just part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people who grew up playing those games, like all the more power to you. You guys are badass. Well, um, I, I like playing it on, uh, on the classic setting. Uh, I think it adds to the tension, but not in too much of a way. But when you get up to those really hard difficulties and you get late game, it's like, even though your guys are so strong, the enemy will one hit you. Oof. Like the, there yeah, are enemies get in bad there. Tight matchups. Yeah. Yeah. The, even if you don't, sometimes like there are enemies that will one shot kill you. um like i tried so hard in the final uh battle because i I played through edelgard's path which is the hardest path also Mm -hmm. um and in the final battle i was like i was so close to winning without losing anybody but i kept having to turn back time because i kept losing somebody and i was like fuck and finally i was like sorry dude you're gonna die because i am gonna beat this right now i'm not gonna restart this fight I've come yeah. too far. <laughs> you finally had to make that sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I so so I'm with you on that. Like uh, so the switch the switch is um it's for me it's been a point of contention since it came out, right? So I was a Wii U owner. Mm-hmm. Um uh, when I owned the Wii U for a long time, it was my main console. Um which if you know anything about what Nintendo has been doing for the past 10 years or at least seven years, that was a very dark time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the darkest. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes and no, right? So the Wii U has some really solid games on it. Uh, Pikmin 3, Mario Kart 8 was fantastic. Smash for Wii U, mm. I loved um, much more than I like the new Smash. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I never got the handle of the new Smash. Um, and I, I will always be a, a... Like, I played so much Melee uh, back in the day and through college. And then I played so much Project M when it came out that no other Smash ever feels right to me anymore. Yeah, and, and like they really did change it up for the, for the Switch. I like the Switch version a lot. It's just I don't feel... Uh, as powerful and in, in control as I did Same. on the Wii U. Same, man. So the Switch came out, right? Like, and as as a Wii U owner, we waited for Zelda. You know, like we were waiting for Zelda so hard that a whole new breed of YouTubers popped up. These Zelda theorists that yep. like they just talked about Breath of the Wild to the point. Like, I mean, Nintendo teased that game for so fucking long that those channels started to fall apart because people just couldn't even bother to, like, wish and speculate anymore. Right. Like, we it's were like waiting. how many videos can you make over the course of, like, two years or whatever? It was, like, four years, dude. Four or five years that they were teasing Jeez. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, and that was supposed to be, like, the reason that we got the Wii U. You know, the one thing that we could vindicate our, like that purchase on was going to be this Zelda game, right? And then they drop the Switch and they're like, Zelda's going to be on the Switch. It's going to be better on the Switch. You should mm-hmm. get a Switch. So I got the Switch. Uh, I didn't buy Zelda for the Wii U. And I played Zelda. Zelda was great. And then there was nothing. And mm-hmm. so I bought Blaster Master. Uh, that was a lot well, there of fun. Was a, there was a Mario Odyssey. Well, Mario Odyssey didn't come out until Christmas time. So we're talking, we're talking like June, May or was June. Was it that long? Yeah. Really? Fuck. Yeah. Well, so, so, so my my story with the Switch is a little different. So I I never bought a Switch. My Switch is my girlfriend's that we share. Oh, okay. When we moved in together, I I I have all three current systems, and I didn't buy any of them. Right, because you got the Xbox from... I got the Xbox from Microsoft. I got the PlayStation from GameStop. Uh, and then the Switch when my girlfriend and I moved in together. Right, right. So, yeah, like, I never bought any of the systems that I currently have. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, it, it was like... When the Switch came out, it, it was like Zelda, Blaster Master, I Am Setsuna, which I didn't like. Uh, and then we had to wait. So mm-hmm. we waited. We got Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is Super Mario Kart 8. Right. Uh, which I already had. Um, but I did buy for the Switch. And then we got Splatoon 2, mm-hmm. which uh, my girlfriend and I, like, we were like semi pro uh, Splatoon players on the Wii U. You know, we had a team, right. like, we did competitive, like, we entered tournaments and stuff. Um, I never played in a tournament myself, but Devin played in many. Uh, and like Splatoon one was amazing. Splatoon two, not that good. Like I'm gonna be honest, and it got broken really early. And there are people who are just so obsessed with Splatoon that, you know, once you, you know, we were we were S S plus players on the Wii U. You know, once we got back to that level on the Switch, it was like there were people who literally there are people that I know that 
put in. It is 16 times 364. It was 5,824 hours in a year. Yeah, that's definitely less than 16,000, but still a right. shitload. That is a fucking ridiculous amount of time. So I have not put that much time into any game ever. Yep. No. No. I, I haven't either. I know people I think, have put that much time into Animal Crossing, but uh, besides how? that... I think my closest might be Rocket League I put a lot of time into. Even 5,000 hours is ridiculous. I know people have put more than that into WoW like over the no, years. Not even but, fucking close. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like Splatoon 2 came out and then nothing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got Smash Brothers, I believe. No, we got uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which was right. amazing. Super and Mario then, Odyssey is a f- like one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, it was so good. And then nothing. Like yeah. we got a Kirby game. And, and here, here's here's a here's a like a realization that I had like the other day for the first time in my life. I was like, okay, so I paid sixty dollars for Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. which I put a lot of time into. It was just a, like huge open world. Like the mechanics were great. Like it had yep. all of these uh, options for disabilities. And, Easily you know, like worth extra sixty dollars. Yeah, it was like that is a sixty dollar investment that you will get your $60 out of. Yeah. Kirby is not worth $60. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, and this is my problem with Nintendo is that, you know, they really only put out certain games and certain franchises that are worthwhile. Yeah. You know, their, their Zeldas are worthwhile. Their Mario's are worthwhile. Uh, like like the, the, the Mario 3D series. Because the Mario... I, I mean, okay. The Super Mario series is pretty good too, especially if you're playing with friends. Yeah, um, but it, six, even still... But it's like, the same we're damn thing every single time yeah, with additions, like, you know? And yeah. I say this as a guy who loves platformers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, some of my favorite games are Hollow Knight and in uh, the Ori, uh, you know, franchise. Right, but um, I mean, those are Metroidvanias, though. Yeah, fair. Um, but like, I, yeah. I, I really like platformers in general. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I like Metroidvania stuff too. But it, it's just there's Nintendo has always had this problem. You know. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah. I don't know what yeah. to do about it. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing anybody can do about it. But, yeah. But so in between Kirby. And uh, whatever the next game they put out, which I think was like ARMS, which I'm sorry, I really, really did not like ARMS. Never played Uh, it. They dropped a bunch of, uh, you know, games that were on the Wii U, right? Mm -hmm. So I already had those games and I didn't, you know, I didn't need to buy Tropical Freeze again because I already beat it on the Wii U. Right. So ARMS comes out, not interested. Mario Party comes out, that was fun. Um, And then we had pokemon which was really good uh let's Mm -hmm. go pokemon let's go that was really fun um i did get pokemon let's go and then smash yep and then fire emblem the next summer yep and then pokemon which pokemon was good but it wasn't great Mm -hmm. and since pokemon uh you know we got like we got the link to uh, uh link's awakening which was a lot I mean, of fun. The, the next thing is is really uh, Paper Mario, which I mean, people are really liking. You yeah. know, I've seen people are really liking it. It still doesn't interest me. 
No, me either. And um, I love Paper Mario, but I'm just not going to after Sticker Star and Color Splash, I'm not going to buy another Paper Mario game. I just I just don't care, you know. Yeah, and I've just never cared for the franchise that much. I'm also just like I'm not a huge RPG guy in general, you know. Oh, see, um, I, I love RPGs. It's like my it's like my jam. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I do like it. it. It's hard to say because I, I, you know, I like a lot of aspects about them. And I mean, like I'm, I'm playing uh, fucking what's it called? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Like that's, you know, you level up, you get new items, you get new it has gear RPG and stuff. Elements. Like it has RPG yeah. elements. I like uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's a JRPG. Like so. It's a tactical JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I definitely like certain aspects to it. Yeah, but my the main point is, you know, and obviously we had the Yoshi, the Yoshi game come out, and uh, just let me turn around for a second. Uh, Mike's yeah, looking I at mean, his wall know, of games. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, we, you know, and Yoshi's Crafted World came out, but like, I don't really like Yoshi games anymore. Uh, unfortunately, in my humble opinion, I think they peaked at Yoshi's Island. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was the best Yoshi game to ever come out. It came out in, like, 94. Yeah, you know, I've, I've never been a Yoshi Island, or a Yoshi uh, game guy either. They just have never captured that magic again. And Yoshi's Woolly World was really good. I enjoyed that game a lot. But Crafted World looked way too similar. And again, $60 for a Yoshi game that, like, it's just... I mean, when you have PlayStation putting out Final Fantasy Remake, uh, Red Dead, like, all the games that have been coming out over the like ghost of tsushima it's like mm-hmm. nintendo's got fucking nothing they're promising us breath of the wild 2 no idea when that's coming out metroid right. 4 uh metroid prime 4 no idea when that's coming out Yeah, they've been promising uh metroid prime 4 since i think 2017 it's been at least two years i think it, um, i think i just saw recently somebody retweet it from 2017 yeah and and it's like it's like we have no idea what's coming for christmas right now we have Where's Pikmin? Uh, where's F Zero? Where's you know <laughs> anything, anything like yeah. this new Star Fox game that doesn't suck? You know, like yeah, like I, mean, I you enjoyed. Know, you know Zero. what I use my Switch for when I travel? I have a lot of great uh, uh, indie games on it. You know, that's like, yeah, that's like one of my favorite games. Um, uh, oh shit, what's it called? It's the Ninja Gaiden S game. I can't think of what the it's Traveler called, or something like that. Um, it, it, it is that uh, the Messenger. That's it. The Messenger. Yeah. The Messenger is a phenomenal game. Celeste is a phenomenal game. You know, those are the types of games that I have on my Switch. Exactly. And the thing is, is you can get them on the PS4. You can get them on the PC. Right. You know? I, but it, I like having them on my Switch so that when I'm traveling, I have those games to play. You know. Exactly. That, and that that's is what I use it for. The Switch has going for it is the fact that it is a pretty solid handheld device um and that's it and like obviously i like the i like the the motion um or the uh the vibration the the 3d uh vibration or whatever the fuck they're calling it i don't remember but it's like it's like nintendo is kind of fucked right now like like i'm gonna be honest like if Sony or Microsoft came out with a handheld device that is more powerful, right? Because that's one of the downfalls of the Switch mm-hmm. is its battery life sucks. You know, the newer models have, have better battery life, but the battery life fucking sucks. And the screen is only 720p. And yeah. when it's undocked, it's 
considerably less powerful, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and like I played Dragon Quest 11, which is an amazing game on the PlayStation 4, and I loved it. And it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. You know, like I have a high powered PC that mm-hmm. can play things as literally as good as they can possibly look. And I still thought that Dragon Quest 11 looked gorgeous on the on the PlayStation. Then they put out a definitive version of the game for the Switch. So I stopped playing on the PS4 and I started playing on the Switch and it looked like shit. There was pop in, you know, there is like right. uh, te- like you had to wait for textures to come up sometimes, you know, and it's like it, and that was playing docked. So it it's like the switch is behind graphically. It's behind power wise. It's behind memory wise. The games are like the first party games are overly expensive for what they are. I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody and they should never go on sale. No, they never go on sale. Oh, there was also Luigi's Mansion three. Mm-hmm. Um, which I forgot. But again, after playing Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, I'm not interested in playing Luigi's Mansion again. Um, and like, I don't know. Like, I just if if another competitor put out a handheld that can do exactly what the Switch does and also play games better, then Nintendo's fucked because they are not coming out with enough games to make the Switch a good enough purchase on its own and like animal crossing while i love animal crossing it's and it's fun um it, it's you know it, it didn't keep my attention long yeah, enough I haven't played in months yeah neither have i like it just it 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 it's lacking a lot of features that were in new leaf and yeah i mean you it's it's just it's a pain in the ass for me because like there are good games that are on the switch like right now i'm playing uh bug fables which uh is like the paper mario that we all mm-hmm. wanted and didn't get you know um i do enjoy like i will buy things on the switch just because i want to play them on handheld and right. and that's really what it comes down to but if i had a better handheld system i'd buy them on that well but that's the thing though right is that nintendo has dominated the handheld market for since the handheld market has existed like you know they have never had a true competitor in that sphere and i don't think they ever will because nobody wants to try see that's the thing though is i think if nintendo continues this and, and and this is a point that arlo brought up that i thought was fascinating is that well when this COVID thing started right mm-hmm. uh you know all of us anybody who has anything to do with japan sat down and realized that Japan has been having a really difficult time transitioning between working at home and uh you're working at work and working at home there's a yeah, lot of people that don't have internet part of their culture you know right. like they don't have internet they don't have computers they don't have you know essential work needs right but then explain this to me right Sony a Japanese company is launching a new console christmas time right a brand new console that is the biggest thing that a game company can do is launch new hardware right and their showcase was game after game after game after game after game after game dude they have so much shit coming out ghost of tsushima came out this year they have stuff on the way xbox has shit on the way i mean they're they're bringing back fucking fable dude like yep yep they are (laughs) You know, like here are the here are these companies that are getting third party games from Japan. 
Uh, they're getting, you know, their own hardware from Japan. They're still managing to do this. What is Nintendo doing? It know. doesn't make any sense. And if they keep this shit up, people aren't going to want to sit around and wait for these Nintendo first party games to come out on their console. Because like for a lot of people, you know, we have to remember that we're adults and we can buy our own shit. Right. I mean, for when a lot I was of people, a- it's sort of you choose one and that's what you get. Yeah, you know, it, it, when I was a kid, I didn't have two video game consoles Me in either. the same generation. Like, no fucking way. My parents weren't going to shell out that kind of money so I could sit on my ass and not go outside. Same, you know, like. So if you if you're a I, kid, I had to uh, when I was growing up, I had to read as much as I was playing. That's kind of interesting. So if I read for two hours, I could play for two hours. Oof. Yeah, that was the rule. <laughs> Was that if I wanted to play video games, I had to read the same amount that I played. Wow, I, I know I had a limit on my video game time, dude. Until I, went I was a Animorphs teenager. so hard, dude. Animorphs. Oh my Animorphs. god, we gotta talk about Animorphs next pod. I've read every Animorphs book when I was a kid. Such a good series. I, I read a lot. Of, I don't know if I read all of them, but I read a lot of them. That shit uh, was brutal, dude. It was. It was good. It was like really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I read that. I read what else? Oh, uh, when I was way younger, I read the Boxcar Children. Dude, the Boxcar Children. Yeah. <laughs> the nineties Hardy Boys. The mystery of the purple pool. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I did that for a book report one time, and Throw he had back. to make a diorama. You remember those? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I had a shoebox, and I cut out. I I cut out a. Uh, a hole in the bottom of the shoe box that was the same size as a Tupperware and filled it with grape juice. And then nice. I gave my presentation on the purple tool and then, and then drank the pool in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude. So it's like, I don't know, man, like Nintendo, they've been bumming me out and, and they're, they're looking really fucking weak. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, like the PS five is in my opinion, the only thing that's worthwhile right now to look yeah. forward to you know yeah. xbox has not interested me in years mm-hmm. um you know when i was in college i loved xbox oh but halo awesome. infinite dude i don't give it it looks bad it's free which is cool but it looks bad and also yeah. halo essentially stopped for me after reach okay that's fair. I, like like i played four four was decent but Three was the epitome of it, and three was where I got into it, by the way. So, like, I, I, I played one. I never played two. Uh, three I got kind of into in college, and it, it like, right before Reach came out, because like, people were getting hyped for Reach, so we started playing three a lot. I played stupid amounts of Reach. Like, Yeah, we played a I, lot of Reach. I played, like, I got good enough to play on the MLG server for Reach. Nice. You know, like I, I was playing in, in everyone and, and like I would watch streams of MLG players. Like I was super into Halo in college. Um and then Halo 4 came out and I was like, this is still fun, but it's, it's not the same. Uh it was still it was good though. I got rid of Bloom, I'm pretty sure, which made it or, or you could use the BR again, which made it way better. Um and, and then I was like, I don't give a fuck about Halo five or whatever yeah. it's called. I feel I like a lot of people didn't yeah, it, well, you know, it wasn't. It, it was made by the 343 Industries now, and it didn't have the same feel. And the story was done. You know, like they they were just continuing it to continue it, and it's just it needed innovation, and it never got it. You know. Yeah, 
I mean, and that's Infinite... the thing. It's like that. That is what Nintendo has done so well with their third party or with, with their first party Mario uh, 3D games. Is that mm. every single Mario 3D game is a new Mario game, and what I mean by that is that it is going to be entirely different from the one before it, and have something that is completely new and fun to play with. Yeah, but you look know? at how long we fucking waited for Odyssey, no, no, no. dude. Like, I understand. It, like, that's but, ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I get it. There's, like, fucking one or two per console. Per decade. Yeah. You know, it, it's like they figured it out with with uh, Mario 64. And, you, you know, I, I've done a lot of research because we worked on Tree School. I've done a lot of research on Miyamoto and the amount of time he put into Mario 64. The amount of time he put in just playing around as Mario to ensure that even if you were a kid, just playing as Mario, even if you couldn't do anything, you just stay outside the castle, was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they have done... A, an unbelievable job of making sure that those games continue to reinvent themselves in new and exciting ways. But you need more. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw out a, throw out a, like, like, uh, throw out a sequel, man. Like, like, or, or put out your old games. Like I would love to play an HD version of sunshine. That's legit. You know, like, yeah, like, I just don't I mean we could we could sit here and talk about how like back ass words Nintendo is, you know, mm-hmm. for for years. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just wanted to point out that like, you know, they're they're looking real weak and like even Capcom, dude. Capcom, Japanese company, new Resident Evil coming for the PS5. Like Cap- I mean Capcom has been killing it though. Capcom you know? is the number one game developer right now in my mind. I, I totally agree. Everything they've been putting out is fucking gold. Like, oh, yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Like, I feel like, and maybe even before this, but when I really started noticing it was uh, when Monster Hunter World came out. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like that was almost like, to me at least, that was the defining moment where it's like everything from this game on that Capcom releases is fire. Yeah, dude, like. That, uh man they just like they they fucking the resident evil 7 uh the resident evil remakes devil may cry 5 you know even their like little games that they've been putting out like they're just they're just absolutely like shredding the competition they're the new konami you know yeah like they're they're what konami was in the 90s and it's like they can do anything they can make a massive open world awesome game like monster hunter world and they can also make a very structured story like resident evil 7 and just like a cinematic adventure like resident evil 3 remake it's just i mean they've got it figured out right now you know they just do go and and that's that's what it is you know and nintendo has always gone through these segments of like falling off and then they've sprung back in different ways Mm -hmm. um but if they don't do that soon, you know, it's going to yeah. be rough. Yeah. And I just, uh, you know, what's especially, especially right now with everybody working at home, I have no reason to use my switch right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I haven't used my switch since COVID started because I'm at home. Why would I need, I'm not going anywhere. And the only time I use it is when I go somewhere. Yeah. Or when a new game comes out. Right. Which I mean, again, like they just released uh paper Mario, but I don't care. Yeah, because and and the reason that I don't care is because they 
didn't listen to most people when it came to what we wanted from Paper Mario. And like, there's a lot of people who are liking the game regardless. And I just don't want to support that behavior. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that is the best way that you can, that you can, uh, you know, tell a video game company that you disagree with their, their practices is not going online and giving them death threats or screaming about it on Twitter and your bubble. Just don't buy the game. No, you're, you're voting with your wallet. Yeah. You know, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, we should probably wrap up also because it's been about, it's been almost an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. We didn't even get to talk about the last airbender movie, dude. We but... didn't even get to talk about that. I have like a ton of new figurines coming in that I wanted to talk about, but like, you know, hey. we'll, we have more podcasts coming in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we just ended up talking about video games for like an hour. <laughs> hey, well, that's what this is. I mean, this is an anime and video game podcast. This is what we Pretty do. Pretty much, man. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Bonsai Popcast, brand new, looking at that number one spot for animation and manga. Um, I hope that you enjoyed our little get together here. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Between and, uh, Mike and Tyler. Yeah, and, and also uh, it's just good to say that if you do want to support us, check out Bonsai or check out Patreon.com/slash Bonsai Pop. We have a lot of awesome tiers on there, and we like actually interact with our community all the time true. daily <laughs> and in honor of that we are going to give a shout out to our patron of the week for the podcast who is chaotic evil uncle shlzhong thanks so much <laughs> for being our patron of the week my dude you are the shit and our Super Saiyan God of the Week for the podcast is going to be Quinn Shelby. Quinn Shelby, thank you so much for your very generous donation to our channel and making it so that we can do things like this. Yeah, it's, we, we it's literally awesome. couldn't do this without you guys. Like, we, I know we say it so often, but it's just true. We could not do what we do without you guys. You make it possible. That's right. So, Tyler, uh, where can they find us on Twitter? Twitter is at bonsai underscore pop same thing for instagram where can they find us if they want to send us an email it is bonsai pop team at gmail.com feel free we had somebody email us just to ask what mike's favorite shonen were the other day that's right and he answered (laughs) yep also uh business that's also our business email uh where can they find our main channel that is at youtube.com slash bonsai pop that's bonsai like a tree and uh if they're listening on youtube right now where can they find our podcast to listen on the go uh i don't know where where it's on (laughs) apple stitcher google and spotify in the future podbean Um, podbean also pretty much anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts that isn't spotify right that now isn't spotify, spotify. <laughs> are incredible anal beads when it comes to podcasts so we have to we have to get our we have to get our shit up there before we can um we got to get like ratings and downloads and stuff but we're yes. coming for you spotify we're fucking That's coming right. oh and, and pandora eventually too right we're working on that also mm-hmm. yeah we gotta we gotta wait to hear back from pandora so uh, if you are listening on your favorite podcast app, please give us a five-star rating. It's very important. Uh, it's more important than you think. Important. 
for especially for new podcasts. Um, and if you feel so inclined, leave a little message about what you like about the podcast. Or if you like the channel, leave a little message about what you like about the channel. This Saturday, that is yeah, going to Maybe even to leave be... a question, man, because we can totally answer them if they're good. <laughs> That's true. Also, I'd like to shout out uh, Bus for correcting us uh, ever so kindly about power that uh, we had questions about last last oh, week. Yeah. Um, Europe and Japan run on different standard voltages, but there is no modern place that runs on DC power. I didn't know that. There was one city, uh, but they were doing it so efficient they had to have a city block size repeater, like on every other block to keep the power up. Uh, but yeah, Europe, it's like Europe runs on Minecraft, dude. <laughs> Europe runs on 220 to 240 volts AC, and Japan runs on 100 volts AC. They also use different plugs. Why do you use different plugs? AC What's DC lied to me, man that's true <laughs> but yeah so um yes leave us leave us the comments leave us the the five star reviews and uh if you're on youtube thank you so much for watching tell your friends tell your mom maybe don't tell your mom yeah or, yeah, or if you mom. do just have her skip over the uh legend of the demon womb part nah dude old ladies <laughs> love tentacle porn it's that's 50 shades of gray for them yeah right yeah yeah it's, it's, they love it <laughs> They love it. All right, guys. Uh, I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. This has been the Bonsai Podcast. Everybody have a good week. Thanks, everyone.